This is Father Aaron with another podcast. Today's homily is for the 25th Sunday of the year, given on September 22nd at St. Joseph Church in Greenville, Mississippi. Christ, in his parable of the dishonest steward, teaches us a lesson about how each of us should be prudently working out our salvation by carefully observing how we are using the time given us by the Lord. There were really two directions I could take this homily today. The first is the moral implications of earthly riches and the obligations we have to service to the poor. But that moral is further developed later in Luke's Gospel in a passage which we will visit next week in the lectionary. So I will hold off on that for today. The second message, which is really more proper to this passage, is what it means to be a prudent Christian. Prudence particularly when speaking of our eternal salvation. And to illustrate this point, Christ gives us an odd parable where it seems that he is condoning improper business practices. The steward in the parable is essentially a property and business manager for a wealthy landowner. His master owns agricultural properties which produce a variety of crops. The steward then is allowed to hand these crops over to distributors on credit with their promise of returning with a profit. And they clearly kept a written record of these distributions. But along the line, the steward seems to have been disinterested in his duties and ended up squandering the property of his master without paying real attention to making sales which would be truly beneficial to the business as a whole. So his master gives him a notice of dismissal. Now, the steward himself has clearly not saved up much for his own retirement and has instead been living off the resources of his master for some time. So he realizes that the best choice is to befriend his master's business partners, so that he can end up working for one of them in the end instead. And so he meets with each one of the distributors and cuts them a nice deal, forging sale records to show that they borrowed less crops than they actually did, meaning the debtors would be able to keep a good portion of the profit for themselves. And this is where the parable ends. St. Luke explains how Christ is praised the steward for his prudence. We might say it's a sort of tongue-in-cheek compliment. Our Lord still calls the steward dishonest, but he commends him for not giving up and trying to rush in the last second to make everything right for him in the end. And then comes the moral. The children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than with the children of light. What does he mean? Essentially what Christ is saying is that while this steward is dishonest, and ultimately among the children of the world, he recognizes his destitute situation and was prudent in acting to save himself. 
if only Christians were just as prudent when dealing with their own souls. All of us are essentially stewards of the Father's riches. Everything we have, which we call our own, is merely borrowed from Him. Even our very lives are on loan to us. And worse than that, we all know that if the Father sat down and scanned the ledger of the Book of Life, He will find that each of us will have a terrible debt, and His riches are spent, all on worthless things. We've squandered His property for our own worldly benefit. And yet, even though each of us know that when the day of judgment comes, we are all going to be exposed as frauds, so a few of us are prudent enough to try whatever means we can to get everything cleared up right now. Instead, we're like the Hebrew people in the first reading, who are busy complaining about how long the liturgical festivals are taking and preventing them from engaging in the things of the world, buying, selling, and getting rich. When will the new moon be over, they say, that we may sell our grain? and the Sabbath that we may display the wheat. I find one important thing to draw from this passage is that we are never told of any real major error on the part of the steward. Last week in the parable of the lost son, we were at least told what the son spent the father's wealth on. All we know from this parable is that there was some gradual process by which the steward slowly squandered the master's property. In many ways, this is how all of us squander the riches of our soul. Some of us are guilty of larger offenses, but the day-to-day failings of which each of us are guilty are a lot smaller and yet no less significant. The steward probably was spending all his time hanging around with the rich benefactors of his master, eating well and being given nice gifts. Maybe he wasn't doing anything extraordinarily sinful, getting drunk or winding up in affairs. But because of his distraction, he wasn't paying attention to his real duties of making good sales for his master's property. In fact, it's probably because the master was recognizing a drop of income that he even realized the steward was failing at his job. But this is also our problem as well, isn't it? We don't get that bothered by our venial sins. We get so used to the way we treat certain people, or the little lies we tell every day, that we don't notice how these smaller acts are gradually wearing away on our spiritual lives. Maybe they even wear away so much that we start falling into larger acts and don't even notice them. Most people, when they realize they're guilty of mortal sin, are usually horrified. But we don't have that same horror at smaller sins, which is why they are in some ways more dangerous. When we are dealing with great sins, we realize we need help. That's when we run to confession or return to prayer, often out of fear for what could happen to us if we died right then with that sin in our soul. And that's fine, it's enough to get us to confess and to turn around, It's like the lost son in last week's gospel who only awakens to his sorry state when he finds himself eating out of a pig's trough. But we shouldn't be like the dishonest steward who only realizes his sorry situation when he gets notification that he's lost his job. Don't sit around waiting for judgment. Instead, this is the point of the parable, we need to be prudent now and start getting everything together. And lucky for us, our master has the same agenda as us. We're going to see that in the gospel next week, he wants us to be overly generous with his riches. In fact, with God, squandering our inheritance means keeping it to ourselves. But still, while we have time, we must be prudent with how we use it. No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. That's the real point. We are either children of the world, or we are children of light. We are either servants of God, or we are servants of worldliness. The steward, instead of serving his true master and and closely watching over the things of his master, instead served himself. This is the hard truth for many Christians to accept, 
But what it means is that in the end, Christians are always going to be at a disadvantage in society, because we cannot resort to the same tactics as society to advance our own cause. The wealth we seek is the only true wealth, eternal wealth, and Jesus Christ. But for now, we are stewards of a far smaller estate. If you are not trustworthy with this estate, who will trust you with true wealth? Thanks for listening in today. If you like what you hear, please go on iTunes and leave a good rating. Also, tell your friends and family about it. 
and visit the Diocese of Jackson Office of Vocations website to find more great content, jacksonpriest.com. That's jacksonpriest with an S, dot com. God bless.